Hello again and welcome back to Construction Marketing with Purpose. And we're so excited to be talking about trade shows. Yes, so excited. <laughs> with me today, I have Stacy Brockmeyer, who is the wearer of many hats at May Create. She does so many different things around here. And she's like our trade show queen, really. Like she registers us for the trade show she picks them she gets like a lot of the stuff ready to go once upon a time she actually like made me go in her stead and she gave me a document with pictures of all the people and their logos and what I was supposed to say to them because she knows how bad I am with names and I only remember faces <laughs> do you remember doing that I do remember doing that <laughs> I was love in- trade shows <laughs> it was a really awesome icebreaker because I just walked up to people with this list and I was like, you're on my list. Look, see, there you are. I have to talk to you. There's your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was pretty fun. And right now we're actually prepping to go to World of Asphalt. Stacy's filling out all the paperwork. I'm so excited. We've never, ever done a trade show quite this big. We've been to World of Asphalt, but we've never exhibited at a trade show this big. So that's very exciting. It is. And so we're thinking through all the things that we're going to talk about today about how to make a successful trade show booth, like how to grab people's attention and make sure that your booth stands out and is a great spot for you to be able to connect with other businesses and generate leads for your company. Now, what's fun about World of Asphalt for us is that the first time that we went was like six years ago yep I was pregnant with my youngest child it was a an experience to be in that first trimester of pregnancy with (laughs) in a trade show that's massive yes but we learned so much because we we had made the decision the year before that we were really going to specialize in doing websites and marketing for commercial construction and heavy highway companies So World of Asphalt for us was like a science experiment. We were going to learn how to connect with and market to these companies so we could grow our business and help them grow their business at the same time. So I learned a lot. So many. And I think we met so many key contacts to our business today at that trade show. Yeah, like Ape Magazine. I started writing for them because I met them at that trade show. And then, too, there was a lady who I walked up to her booth. And I so my job when we go to trade shows is basically to talk to everyone and figure out how they market their business so that way we can learn from their successes um, and maybe from their failures, too, if they're, like, not as good at it. <laughs> but um, I was like, so how do you find new people to do business with? And she said, honestly, the small trade shows are where it's at. She's like, join your local organizations, join the state organizations. She's like, when you come to a trade show like this, you're like fishing in the ocean. That's what you're doing. She's like, when you go to a local trade show, you're like shooting fish in a barrel because you get all the decision makers there. Not all the decision makers are here. And so you don't always get to talk to all of them. So it was a great learning experience. And I'm kind of sad, though, because I don't get to go this year because it's over spring break. And we've had multiple discussions about it. And well... You can't move spring break. And I'm not bringing my kids. So (laughs) that place is probably not the best place for children. (laughs) Well, they would have so much fun with all of the giveaways. It would be like trick-or-treating again. Yay, trick-or-treating in the spring. (laughs) So the things that are going through our head right now are we're going to invest this money in going to this trade show, but how do we make our booth an ultimate success? Because really all booths start out the same, right? They have three sides. 
they have a, well, some of them don't have sides at all, like the super big ones, right? Where they just have a bunch of equipment in the middle. Okay, so we're not talking about that booth. We're talking about the average booth, right? So it has three sides, a curtain at the back, a table, a few chairs, has the same carpet as all the other booths. It's just like nothing special, right? And if everybody did their booth exactly the same, which sometimes happens, then they all feel the same. So we're going to think about our trade show booth like a canvas, and you can make it your own. And I don't just mean signage, though that's certainly very important. I mean like everything from the arrangement of your booth to the people in it, those are all the things that come together that make it a success. And that's what we're focused on today. So let's get to business. If you're a natural-born marketer, you're one lucky son of a gun. If you're like most people, marketing, especially online marketing, is about as appealing as standing in a police lineup. The May Create team of creatives has transformed websites and digital marketing from craptastic to fantastic since 2005. Our podcast, Marketing with Purpose, makes sense of marketing so you can make purposeful decisions instead of carrying on with the same old crap you've been doing. And now your host, Monica Pitts, founder of May Create, with another episode on how to make your marketing not suck. When I think about setting a trade show booth for success, I think of seven things. Seven different things. And it's interesting because we talk with clients all the time about their trade show booths. I know that we're a web design company, but we actually do build quite a few trade show booths every single year for our clients that use it as part of their marketing plan. And oftentimes, you know, they're just thinking about the signage. But there's so many other things that come into play for a successful booth. I'm just going to list those things off and then we can dig deeper into each one of them. So number one is differentiating your space. Number two is providing recognition at a glance. Three, arranging an open space. Four, create a reason for people to come in. Five, we want to keep it clean. Six, don't just set out your marketing materials, display them. And seven, make it comfortable for conversation. And wait, no, not surprisingly, (laughs) I don't just have seven tips. I actually have eight (laughs) because I feel like whenever I start doing these lists, I think of another one and one that we did religiously, especially when we were a young company, was prep for common questions beforehand. So that's like your bonus number eight, prep for common questions beforehand. So Monica, I know that it is so easy for people to just walk by and not make eye contact and really only come to a trade show like just because it's time to kill. So tell us about differentiating your space to get people like interested at first glance. So when you're prepping for your space, you need to think of a way to stand out. One way that's super easy is you can bring a rug in to mark the edges of your territory with a change in flooring. You'll notice that those huge trade show displays that are in the middle of the aisles, they have rugs that all the equipment is parked on. And you know that it's their space because it's purple or it's blue and all the trade show carpet is maroon. Um, So then also like think back to the heights and the styles of the displays that you usually see at the shows you attend. Everybody has those pop-up banners, the banner stands, retractable banner stands. Yes, everybody has those because they're super cost efficient, right? And you can print them in four color. They look great. They're easy to transport. They're light. They're wonderful. We make them all the time. But 
we don't want to look like everybody else, right? So we can get creative about that. You might have something bigger. You might pick a slightly bigger one. You might do something that's brighter also. Like if all the colors around you are blue and red, maybe you go with yellow. Then also you can have deviations in space, light, color, and movement. So Think about whenever you're driving past something on the road. What what attracts your attention when you're driving past something, right? So it would be movement, you know, the tractor moving in the field. You see it because it's in the middle of a field. One, because it's sitting out there by itself. But two, because it's moving, right? You see the big cloud of dust behind it. Um, but then two, light, right? So if there's a big flash of light, you're always going to see it as you go past. That's why you notice the cars passing you. So you can... Put your displays on a table to create height. I know there's lots of trade shows where we actually end up putting our displays on a trade on a table. And that's one of the things that we actually think about when we're designing those pop-up banners is what needs to go on the top half if we're only going to display it on a table some days so we can have more height because you want people to be able to see it at eye level. Um, you can also bring in a lamp. You could have a floor lamp to create light in in your booth. And you could also have a TV, like a video, rolling a video with that movement. I know there have been years at the Missouri Asphalt Pavement Association conference where we've specifically angled our TV so that you like see these things like popping and moving and bright colors that way people will be drawn over to the booth so you can like get creative and mix it up but ultimately you just want to differentiate your space so that way people are going to see you when they walk by I love that too and I love interrupting the flow Mm -hmm. so if you have that rug you can probably put it out just a little bit now obviously we don't want people like tripping on it as they walk (laughs) by so make sure that that's not the case but I think it's a great time to interrupt their flow of movement and either they have to walk to the other side of the aisle to avoid you or they're going to come in and hang out. That's a good point, too, because people might be looking at their feet, trying to avoid eye contact, and then they see this rug. You could have, you could have an arrow on the rug that points into your booth. You could, and there's so many, there's so many ideas, right? You could put something funny on the rug, like, don't look up. (laughs) (laughs) People are going to look up. Okay, yeah. So, ultimately, the goal with differentiating your space is just making sure that you use things like having a different type of display, having different colors, heights, lights, flooring, making sure that your space is marked as yours and not just bleeding into the persons next to you. Yeah, absolutely. So we get them into our space or maybe they're walking past our space. We talk a lot about branding. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about your point of recognition at a glance. So the worst thing... This is the worst thing on a website, and I I think it's also the worst thing at a trade show booth, is when people are just, they they can't tell who you are, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how many websites have you went to where you can't even figure out what the company is, (laughs) like, immediately, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's rough. That's a rough one. (laughs) Or what they do. Like, you might be able to tell their name, but you can't tell what they do. Absolutely. And it's the same thing at a trade show, right? So... People should be able to recognize your you like at a glance, like your business in your booth. They should know that it's yours immediately. So you're going to need to hang your company name or logo on like a high, unobstructed spot. And if your logo is in the middle or at the bottom of your signage, like first off, you should probably fire your designer because they should know better. <laughs> 
Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> um, but <laughs> if that's the case, it's cool because remember that a lot of places give you those big, easy to read white signs with your name and big capital letters and black on them. Leave it up there. Just leave it hanging so that way people can see that. Um, and as you're planning your signage, then make sure you're thinking about what do people need to see to understand what we do. And your displays as well because you can't expect them to pick up a brochure and read it. Like it could be as simple as a bulleted list or a series of three pictures and that would be able to provide recognition for your company and what you do at a glance. Go. So I really want to do an experiment, and I might have to do this at World of Asphalt just because it's going to be a really big control group, Mm -hmm. but how often do we see a table at the front of the booth and two people sitting behind it? So tell us about arranging an open space. It is my biggest pet peeve when I walk into a show and I see representatives sitting behind a table. What Are you a receptionist? I feel like it's like I I want I would bet that like 80% of people do that. I don't know. I'll come back to you with that stat after World of Asphalt, but I it is so many. They just sit behind a booth and it is the least inviting stance that you can take. Like it's like, "Okay, I'm I'm going to put this between you and me so that I don't have to talk to you." It is. It's but like you're a paying fence. thousands of dollars for this booth. So I think the goal is for people to come in and hang out. So talk to us about an open space. So when you put your table across the front of your booth, you are creating a fence. And fences are made to keep people in and other things out. This is not a great plan. Like this, that we're making friends. We need to invite people in. And so I feel like you should put your table along the side or the back of your booth Or if you're feeling adventurous, you can just get rid of it altogether. And I'm talking about the long table. And I know a few years back, Stacey, you like convinced me that we needed to make this investment in a certain trade show tool. Tell us about it. So I was a big proponent of the cocktail table because I felt like it allowed people to come in and kind of lean on it. It was super inviting. We had some tall chairs and stuff like that. So it was... I. I love the cocktail table because people will come in and they'll hang out around it. Mm-hmm. They'll stop at your booth if they know you and they'll just be like in it. And then other people will see them when they walk by and then they stop and talk. And so it's a great it's a great trade show booth tool. Yeah. So no tables across the front of the booth. That's what we're saying. Don't do it. Put it along the side or along the back or get rid of it and get a cocktail table. You won't regret it. It will be a way better way to arrange your space. Absolutely. I'm a huge fan of just getting rid of it all together. <laughs> but you also have to have some place to put your stuff. So yes, for sure. <laughs> so we I just mentioned that if other people are hanging around in your booth, that that often invites their comrades probably not the right word, their network to come in and hang out at your booth too. So talk to us about reasons for people to come in other than they see someone that they already know. So that's the fourth thing is creating a reason for people to come into your booth because we're not there to hang out by ourselves. You know, we knocked the fence down, right? Put that table in a different spot. And now we're creating a way for people to enter. So you can host a game or do a giveaway. Those are always great ways to do it. 
And also, you can arrange your sought-after giveaway items at the back of the booth. Like, you can display a few at a time of really fancy things so that people have to walk in or ask a representative for one of these fancy things, one of these higher-dollar giveaways. You can create an outlandish display, right? So, um, for example, one of our pop-up banners says, if you think your website stinks, so does everyone else. And it always gets a chuckle. I cannot tell you how many people literally stop in their tracks and read these huge letters on the banner. And then they comment to the person standing next to them. I mean, it's a great conversation piece. They're like, I should take a picture of this and send it to my boss. I mean, how many times have you heard that? I've heard that so many times over that one. And the other one is 1992 called and they want their website back. (laughs) Everyone thinks that it's hilarious because they're like, (laughs) our website's from 1992. It feels that dated (laughs) well and the reason that those signs are so great is because they're so relatable we're talking to our audience they feel this way they see it on a sign i mean it's like seeing a great meme right yeah absolutely so you can use your signage as a way to draw people in as well you can even place a bowl of candy just a few feet in the booth to draw visitors in for conversation i know stacy is very guilty of this she does not stick the candy all the way on the end of the booth you have to come just you know a foot or two in to get your candy and they know we're gonna have candy so they come by every time and you know chocolate who knew everybody actually, loves the chocolate actually I'm here to tell you that this year, if I'm wearing Skittles and Diet Coke, those construction men just think that Skittles and Diet Coke are <laughs> the bee's knees. They love it. I, most people take the Reese's peanut butter cups like first, I feel like. Um, but we've usually had chocolate in the past. So, And the sugar candy doesn't melt, which is very positive um, when you're taking it, when you're setting it up at a golf tournament. I mean, we have to like put ice in the bowl and then put candy on the ice and then stick it in the cooler and take it out every single time a person (laughs) comes by. (laughs) It's like 100 degrees often at those things. It's the middle of August in Missouri. Yeah. Who knew that Missouri was so hot? Oh, we do. We do. We know. We totally know. (laughs) But if you don't like it, just wait till tomorrow. So ultimately, you're creating a reason for people to come in, whether it's to show them a sample, to have them play a game, to give them give them away. We even thought it would be kind of funny to like lock up some of our giveaways in like a lit display case, you know, to make them seem like even cooler and then have people play the game. And then you have to you get to go through the adventure of unlocking the display case. And anyway, Stacy's shooting me down on this one. Or I also think that Nerf guns would be great. I love the Nerf gun idea. I'm I think that's our I think that's the one for us. And, And then I think, too, that we could have like a little wading pool with ducks in it and you like lift the duck and it like so think school carnival style here friends yeah um just in case you know the trade show uh, purveyors don't think that nerf guns are allowed on the premises or something but yeah so we're just trying to think of fun things that we can do to engage people in conversation and get them to come into the booth absolutely so it is so easy to throw your bag down on the floor in your trade show booth or those candy wrappers or the diet coke and the skittles and like that stuff to just end up on the table so talk to us about keeping your booth clean so there's two ways that the booth needs to be cleaned 
Um, one, I don't just mean like pick up your trash. You guys know that you need to pick up your trash. I mean, many of you have worked on a construction site for years and you know about picking up trash, right? Like how many times have you heard it, right? Um, but you also need to provide an easy to find trash can for stoppers by because people do stop by. They're having a snack. They're finished with their coffee. They need to get rid of it. You can offer that to them at your booth. And then the second way that your booth is going to need to be clean is by not just leaving piles of giveaways or literature at your booth. So you want to have business cards and brochures like well displayed and I'll talk about that next but ultimately if you are doing a giveaway don't just have people put a business card down on the table put it in a tidy bowl or put it in a vase something that's easy to contain where people know they're supposed to put it and it's not just randomly everywhere and then when you are collecting business cards from people put them in the same spot all the time and don't just leave them on the table like put them someplace that they make sense and Stacey has like a really good trick for remembering like what you're supposed to do with each business card you've always like told me to write down what I what I spoke to them about on the business cards yep. so that way I remember and know and I think you even create a log don't you like a notepad or something I usually take a notepad and so I'll take their business card and I'll write my notes on the notepad and I'll write my notes on the business card just because man it's easy to lose one or the other or to forget which business card went with which human so sometimes i'll even write down what color shirt they were wearing or something like that or what you talked about what you had in Mm -hmm. common that's Mm -hmm. good because i'll find them like they'll fall out of my laptop bag and i'll just find them underneath the seat in my car and then oh man you know what i'm saying like i'm like oh i don't even know who this person is but if i've got a note on it then then i know um so speaking of that laptop bag The great thing about having that bigger table is you can stow your laptop bags, your boxes, all those items under the table for safekeeping. But alternately, you can just haul those things right out of the trade show and take them to your hotel room and leave all that stuff there. Like you don't have to have all that stuff in your booth cluttering it up. We want everything to be clean. Yep. And one other trick that I found is at Office Depot or Staples or somewhere like that, I found these nice black rolling boxes Mm -hmm. and you can even throw a little tablecloth over it and you have that to stow stuff into Mm -hmm. which is kind of handy i've often seen you set them up as the giveaway like um how do i explain this so you'll you put them in front of the thing that you're giving away because it's lower it's a Mm -hmm. lower vantage point and and then you'll put like this vase on top of it where people drop their business cards in yep and so then it creates like this multi-level once again the multi-level booth arrangement um but yeah so they're they're clever and you can use them for multiple purposes if you have the right size and shape of something so as you're picking like your box that you're going to put everything in make sure that it has a flat top and wheels and wheels oh the wheels are so awesome and that they stack Jeez. okay yeah so there you go keep it clean don't just pick it up make sure there's a trash can for people to throw stuff away in and um and keep it like organized in your space so monica you alluded to not just having your brochures and stuff laying around so talk to us about displaying your marketing materials I go up to a lot of trade show booths and they just have this 
table <laughs> across the front of the booth. And then they have, if you are nodding your head right now while I'm saying this to you, I'm, yeah, don't do this again. Um, so <laughs> then they have like piles of papers just mm-hmm. sitting out. And that is, that's not inviting. I can't see unless I, well, I guess this wouldn't be bad. I do have to walk up to see what's on there. But it should feel like, a display like when you go to a retail store you see a display this is how we want these items these marketing materials to feel so you need to put your business cards in a, a business card holder put pens in a jar have just dis- like display your booklets and your brochures in a stand I mean you might have a few things laying on the table because remember we're creating different heights um, but most things should really be propped up for easy viewing and retrieval so that the interested pa- patrons can just grab them and go and um, remember so our years ago one of our clients was discarding their like media stands and they were like hey do you guys want these they're a little bit broken and we were so excited and this was when we like were really introduced to the idea that if you display things in a nice way people are a lot more likely Mm -hmm. to come and engage with them so we got our second hand it was awesome (laughs) it was great and it folded up really small and it went in our little boxes and everything we used it It for years until we really broke it yeah, then it got really, really broken. Yeah, rough. it did. <laughs> okay, so earlier we talked about people coming into your booth. So tell me about making it comfortable for conversation or camaraderie for people to come in and hang out. So once people come in, you want to encourage them to stay, right? So the first thing you're going to do is you're not going to be sitting down behind the table. You're going to be standing. And um, I mean like, actually standing up most of the time that you are working your booth wear comfortable shoes yes wear comfortable shoes if you have to sit then have a tall chair so that way when people come in you're like at eye level with your visitors and and make sure that you are greeting the door of your booth standing you don't roll your office chair through the house to answer the door that's not how we do this, right? We walk to the door and we open it. Um, unless you're in a wheelchair. And then by all means, please stay in your wheelchair when you answer the door. I'm not saying you can't do that. <laughs> that would be lame. Um, that is not what I'm saying. Well, but if you are a walking human, walk to the door, right? Stand up. And then if you have a really big booth, I've seen um, setups where they bring in like comfortable chairs. And they have a nice um, console table. No coffee style table mm-hmm. in the middle and it makes it feel like it's a living room mm-hmm. like you kind of you can go and relax and imagine too like if that console t- style ch- table has like a charger on it where you can charge your cell phone because it feels like they're always going dead at these events um so you're going to make your booth a living room for the day and then also you can use Stacy's idea with bringing in that tall cocktail table that people can gather around while standing they can set their drinks down they can start a conversation it's really easy to take a note because you don't have to sit down you can just write it down on the table and then think about too what do they need on those tables or around them so you're having a conversation with a prospect what do you need to talk with them to share with them to show them while you're sitting around your coffee table or while you're standing at the cocktail table like is there something that you could use to spark conversation engage their interest or even just a pen (laughs) you know what I mean a pad of paper because they're going to take notes so think about what they might need and then you're going to put it in the spots where they can easily find it. I'm always a huge fan of like bar height seating. So Mm -hmm. like a director's chair that's tall or a stool that's tall. Like something basically like you're not really sitting in. You're just like leaning, um, which is nice because then it 
I mean, because they, they, the days get really long. Yeah. They do get long. And so you probably are going to want somewhere to like lean every once in a while, but um, not so much that you're uninviting. Yeah. Like hip height chairs that you can kind of take, take a load off your low back for a second <laughs> and then easily stand back up when you need to go have a conversation with somebody. Yes, absolutely. So our bonus, number Yay, eight, bonus. is prepping for common questions beforehand. Oofta. I've seen so many times where I ask people what they do and they really can't tell me. And that's not good because you're a salesperson at a trade show. So tell me a little bit about the questions that we should have answers to before we ever go. For And also understanding like we're huge fans of scripts at May Create. So it should be like just an auto- automatic trigger for you when somebody asks that question. Yeah, and you might phrase it differently because of the person that you're talking to, but ultimately you should have a way to tell people in 30 seconds or less the answer to the most commonly asked questions at a trade show. Like you don't have to give them a lecture on how this particular product works. Instead, you're going to answer it succinctly and then they'll ask you more questions because you're starting a conversation, right? Um, It's not just about giving them you're not you're not like word vomiting on people and their attention span just like explodes and you and you lost them well and often they speak different languages than you speak like not languages like english spanish you know etc but like just the their natural words are different because they're not in your business so Mm -hmm. you definitely don't want to word vomit on them because they're Mm -hmm. just going to get their eyes crossed and it's going to be a whole thing and then they're not they're really not going to come back to you (laughs) Yeah, so you're going to prep like 30-second answers to commonly asked questions using common vocabulary that your audience has and uses. Make some good old-fashioned note cards with a question on one side and an answer on the other, and then make sure that you practice. If you don't have another human to practice with, you can record yourself and then listen to your answers. Listening to yourself talk is... I mean, a little painful as a human with a podcast. I understand this challenge. Sometimes brutal. <laughs> yes. So some of the questions that you're going to need to be able to answer, and this is just a start, right? So everybody's business is going to be different. But what do you do? Where are you located? Where do you do business? Who are your biggest clients? I always fumble this one. I do too. Because you want to tailor it to the person you're speaking with, but then... Often, like, they get weirded out when you talk about their competition and stuff like that, so. Well, and I just, like, it doesn't always, okay, I am not a good proper noun human, and I don't always recall my proper nouns, so I'm thinking of this client, and how many times have I done this, Stacey? It's a client, so-and-so works there, their logo is green. (laughs) So many times. (laughs) So many times. I do it on Slack, and she's just, like, feeding me my proper nouns. It's great. So, but if you have it memorized, if you if you know it ahead of time, then you can be prepared to use your proper nouns. Um, what's your role at your company? How many people work for your company? Have you ever been to the show before? Like, the history behind your interaction at the show? Because people do talk about where they are quite often. Yeah. So that's it. Prep for your common questions beforehand. So... All right, let's let's repeat these seven plus one, which equals eight. Thank you. Um, it's a bonus. <laughs> kindergarten math. It's a big deal to get a bonus. Everybody feels like they got an extra. No. 
So this is your bonus today. (laughs) So the first thing that we talked about was differentiating your space, looking at heights, colors, movement, flooring transitions. How can you make it your own? The second thing is providing recognition at a glance. Make sure that people can see your logo, know it's your company, and know what you do at a glance, just like your website. You're going to arrange an open space. We like beat this one to death. Please don't put your table in the middle in the front. Don't create a fence. Make it open. And you're going to create a reason for people to come in. So play a game. Give away a cool thing. Put the cool things in the back. Um, (laughs) You're going to keep it clean, right? So you're going to put a trash can out. You're going to um, also arrange everything in its place. Collecting business cards in a bowl. Putting pens in a cup. Which leads us to actually displaying your marketing materials don't just set them on the table display them get some stands and then seven was make it comfortable for conversation so bring in comfortable seating or the cocktail table make sure that you are standing and you are having a conversation with people at eye level and then last but not least was making sure that you're ready for those common questions beforehand. Make yourself note cards, practice, so that way you're like ready to go no matter where you are. And bonus, bonus, have a good time. Yeah. Put a smile on your face. People like to engage with people who are happy and want to be there. Yeah, definitely think about the positives because it is always tough when you walk up to somebody and you're like, how you doing? Well, it's cold outside. And it's like, okay, we'll put on a coat. (laughs) you know it's like sorry about that can't control the weather now now my whole conversation is at a standstill (laughs) so thinking on the positive um okay so good news is that if you are going to a trade show we have another episode for you um next we're going to be releasing our 44 items for your trade show packing list the things that you need to have because you can tell that we're a little bit of planners over here. You're not going to think of half the things that we have, so you're going to want to listen to it. And so what's so cool about being prepared when you go to the trade show is, I mean, it lowers your stress, so you're prepared for any situation, and packing is part of that. Mm-hmm. And then two, the people around you, they're not going to be prepared. They're not going to have everything that you have in your um, in in your luggage. And your so kit. You can make friends with these people because you can loan them a cup of sugar when they don't have it. And I'm not, we, you don't actually have to pack sugar. That's not on no, the list. No, that's not one of the 44 items. That's not it. But it's just an example. <laughs> your neighborly duty. Yeah, So because you're there to make friends. And it's very easy to make friends when you're rescuing other people. Mm-hmm. And you can do that by being super prepared and getting those 44 items in the fabulous rolling boxes that Stacy found. Yes. Okay. So to wrap this up, just a reminder, while all booths may start the same, the same old boring way, three sides, you know, a successful booth is going to go outside the box and it's going to draw those people in and create a comfortable environment for what could be like an awesome business opportunity, right? So thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you enjoyed this podcast or if you learned a thing or two, like come back next week. That would be awesome. You can follow us. That way you can get them all right in your listening device. And then too, you could leave us a review. That would be awesome because those reviews that you leave us actually help us meet more people just like you and share more tips and tricks to successfully market your business. So once again, thank you for your time. And until next time, 
Go forth and market with purpose. Thanks again for listening to Marketing with Purpose. Head over to maycreate.com, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. Yeah, you heard me right, M-A-Y-E, create.com. For podcast notes and more resources to grow your business. Don't let your marketing suck. Get your pride on. Market with Purpose.